2: Monday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Got the normal crew with you on this Monday, alongside Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross, and this is Sports Talk Mississippi. Thank you, as always, for being with us. You want to be a part of the conversation, and you know that we would love for you to do just that. Join us on the C Spire text line, won't you? 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. C is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. It is Monday It is a Monday in the month of May. That means it is a baseball Monday. But let's be honest, boys. This is probably not the Monday recap show that we anticipated (laughs) when we walked out of the building on Friday afternoon about 6 p.m. We knew at that point that Mississippi State was ahead one game to none after a come from behind victory in game one on Thursday night against Missouri. And after not playing great baseball, I think we kind of thought they would get it together over the next couple of days and win a couple of games, and certainly win one more and get the series, or maybe get a sweep and feel really good going into the final weekend. We knew that Ole Miss was just minutes away from beginning a game against Kumar Rocker and Vanderbilt, who was ranked number two in the country, and the Rebels certainly had their work cut out for them to get a win much less to try and win a series. And we knew that Southern Miss was sitting in a rain delay in Boca Raton, Florida. And before long, they would begin game one against FAU, and then they would play them three more times. And given the way Southern Miss has played over the last month or so, felt pretty confident about the fact that the Golden Eagles would find a way to probably win three of the four games in South Florida. And boy, were we wrong because over the next two days, going back to 6 p.m. on Friday when we walked out of the studio, Mississippi State lost a pair of games to probably eh, to the worst team in the SEC in baseball. Ole Miss managed to get two out of three wins against Vanderbilt, and Southern Miss split with FAU in Boca, and that probably is a pretty significant blow to their chances of hosting a regional in Hattiesburg. Aside from that, boys, how was the weekend?
3: (laughs) Um, This weekends like this are why, if you're holding prognostications against your favorite radio host, please stop. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't do that anymore because weekends, especially in baseball, like in football. That time, Barrett Solis said Ole Miss was going to beat Alabama, and Alabama proceeded to beat Ole Miss by 63 points. That that was kind of one that you can hold against somebody, right? But thinking what we thought about this weekend was like the standard. Did anybody really think Ole Miss was going to take two from Vanderbilt? Honestly. Unless you are just red and blue glasses, you love your team, and guess what? Every time they're out there, they're going to win. And don't get me wrong. We and the schools need fans like you. But aside from that, nobody at all thought that Ole Miss was going to take two from Vanderbilt this weekend. There was so much going against them. They had lost five of six series. They just got beat by a bad A&M team. They get the Hoagland news, and it's freaking Vanderbilt. But, yet, And nobody (laughs) at all thought that, even Missouri fans, if they actually pay attention to baseball, which, (laughs) probably not, did not expect to go to Starkville and win this weekend, but, but but they did. But so, they did. so don't hold our predictions against us.
4: There were a pack of really vocal Missouri fans sitting right outside the press box in Starkville. And they were having a good old time on Friday and Saturday. The moms and girlfriends. There was some dads too, man. There was some dude <laughs> down there. He was he was letting them have it.
2: It was uh it was quite a weekend. And we're going to unpack it all with you over the course of the next three hours. Mike in Oxford said, I thought we were going to sweep. Well, you did, Mike. That's fine. But you're also that
3: guy, Mike. I mean, you think
2: the Rebels are going to
5: win every time they step on the field.
3: Exactly. Um, And it's not a slight because, like I said, we need people like you and the schools need people like you. Yeah, no question. Nobody thought that Ole Miss was going to take a series from Vanderbilt this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we asked Kyle Peterson. I asked him the question. Hey, can Ole Miss get one? Though good for. I mean, shout out to friend of the program, Aaron Fit, the only writer at D1 Baseball that picked Ole Miss to win the series, so he saw something. Yeah, so so I asked Kyle Peterson, kind of
2: last question before we wrap things up on Friday. Hey, can Ole Miss get one this weekend? And he said, Yeah, absolutely. And he said, Ole Miss is talented enough to win the series. Yeah, he went on to say, I mean, I'm not picking Ole Miss to win the series. I I think, you know, the odds makers would give Vanderbilt the edge going in. But, you know, there's still a lot of talent on that Ole Miss baseball team. And they've taken some lumps this year uh, in terms of injuries and some questionable decisions along the way. And uh, here they stand or sit with one week remaining in the regular season Four games left, including a midweek game tomorrow night, Tuesday night against UT Martin, and then a trip to Athens from absolutely putting a stranglehold on a regional bid, a a regional hosting bid, and having themselves in an outside position to potentially work their way back into a national seed. Mississippi State, who had what felt like an absolute stranglehold on a national seed going into this past weekend probably is still in that spot but they now have an incredibly important weekend that will begin on Thursday night in Tuscaloosa coming up where the Bulldogs need to win the series and probably should on paper will be picked to win the series but
3: strange things sometimes happen there is pressure on this weekend, that wouldn't you wouldn't have thought was there Thursday afternoon. Let's let's do kind of a high level. Scott
2: Barry is going to join us in about seven minutes for his regular Monday visit. We'll talk to Chris Lamontas at twenty minutes after four, and Mike Bianco at twenty minutes after five. So it'll be our normal Monday where we talk to all the coaches. Take a high level look at the SEC. This is a pretty entertaining weekend across the league. Tennessee and Arkansas played a phenomenal series in Knoxville. Tennessee jumped out to a 5-0 lead on Friday. Arkansas came back and won 6-5. Tennessee hit a walk-off three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth inning, trailing by two on Saturday to split the series, and then Arkansas won 3-2 yesterday. So it was three one-run games between the SEC East and West leaders, and that series delivered big Tennessee is on top of the East at 18 and 9. Vanderbilt is one game back in the win column at 17 and 9. You remember they only played two games against Alabama. Then you've got Florida at 17 and 10, who is playing really good baseball right now. South Carolina got a sweep of Kentucky. Boy, it felt like Kentucky mailed it in this weekend. South Carolina playing well. They're now fifteen and twelve. Then it's Kentucky at 11-16, and, and Missouri at 7-20. In the West, Arkansas is now 9-9 for 9 in terms of winning their weekend series. They are 19-8, and, and they need one win against Florida to win the SEC outright title. Mississippi State, two games back at 17-10. Ole Miss, a game behind Mississippi State at 16-11. Then it's Alabama at 12-14, LSU at 11-16. Texas A&M at 8 and 19 and Auburn at 8 and 19. As it stands right now, because Auburn got two from Texas A&M this weekend, is that right? Auburn got two, didn't they?
4: I believe that's correct, yes.
2: Auburn occupies the last spot in the SEC tournament. Texas A&M and Missouri would be on the outside looking in. And you remember the format for the SEC tournament? The number one overall seed is the regular season champion. The number two overall seed is the champion from the opposite division. And then the number three and number four seeds come from the next two best records in the SEC. Those four teams get a bye to the double elimination portion of the tournament that begins on Wednesday. Everybody else will be playing on Tuesday. Five versus 12. 6 versus 11, 7 versus 10, and 8 versus 9. And the seedings are very much still up in the air. So what did this weekend mean? We'll walk through the games, the results, the series, look ahead. We're going to slice it and dice it every way we can with you until 6 o'clock this afternoon. When we come back, we will visit with Scott Barry. Head baseball coach at Southern Miss Golden Eagles went to Boca this weekend, played FAU in a three game a four game series and split the four games to a piece. Don't forget SeaSpire text line is open 601-879-4395. College football fix a little bit later today we are going to look at the week 8 games for the college football season, but the majority of today will be about baseball. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. We will be right back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Look for delays on 20 eastbound in between 468 and 475. Elsewhere, no other major problems so far this afternoon looking pretty good. Buckle up, drive safe, and have a great afternoon. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
11: Napa Know How. Why get a five quart jug of mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil for twenty seven ninety nine? Great question. Do you like getting ten dollars prepaid gift cards? Do you enjoy your car working? Do you love being called a genius? Who doesn't? Pick up mobile One for twenty seven ninety nine and get a ten dollars gift card. Quality parts, helpful people. That's NAPA know-how.
12: NAPA know-how. General States Pressing. Sales prices not include applicable state and local taxes or recycle fees. Offer ends five thirty
13: one twenty one.
8: 21 To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9,
2: Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Hey, guys.
1: What's
14: happening? What the heck are you doing?
1: Sports Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love to hear from you on the C Spire text line. Right now, though, we will go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau. Scott Barry joins us as he does every single Monday after a weekend series. Coach, um, whew, two and two on the weekend, and that is a long trip to Boca, isn't it?
15: It sure is. It's a long trip, especially when you get diverted to Key West and sit on the plane for two and a half hours on Thursday while weather clears in Miami. So it made it even longer. So, <laughs> But, um, you know, that's part of flying these days, it seems like.
2: So you're supposed to fly into Miami and you get sent to Key West instead?
15: We get sent to Key West for two and a half hours sitting on the plane waiting for uh, – Weather to clear in Miami so that we can then fly over there and and land. And so instead of landing at seven uh, Eastern time like we were supposed to, we ended up getting in there at nine thirty or ten o'clock uh, on on Thursday night. so but not all a bad thing because I was able to watch my daughter's graduation on my phone, so from the entirety <laughs> from the beginning to the end. Uh, so that was good
2: there you go i mean uh, find the find the bright side in it what about the return trip was it was it easy coming home or easier coming home
15: uh it was it relatively easy other we had a flight at ten thirty last night out of there and uh and got into uh got into New Orleans at eleven thirty and uh pulled into the house at two forty five this morning, so just another conference u s a road trip.
2: There you go. Um, so, what about on the diamond? Uh, kind of started out with a pitcher's duel in in game one, and even that one had uh, what a weather delay before you could get things started. Instead of getting started at four o'clock, got pushed back a little bit.
15: It did. It did. Uh, you know, this time of year it seems like weather plays a factor uh, down in that area, South Florida, and uh, you know it rained on us at some point each each three days that we played, but friday was uh was a three to one loss to, to ford atlantic um stanley hunter pitched really well gave up a couple of home runs and uh you know that's what Florida atlantic's known for their their power doubles and and dingers. and uh they, he gave up a couple of home runs one solo and then a two run shot and uh you know honest honestly we just didn't have an answer for them offensively that night and um uh but but I feel like Hunter pitched really well and covered seven innings, had nine strikeouts, no walks, and uh, eight hits uh, and three three runs. So, but you know, uh, we lose that opener, and but we rebound and, and win the doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, excellent pitching behind Walker Powell, who ends up now nine and two on the year, and I think that was his twenty ninth win of his career for us. Um, but he, he really pitched uh, a, a great baseball game, which there's seven-inning games, but he only gave up five hits and, and one run and uh, seven strikeouts and no walks. So, uh, and, and we swung the bat pretty well there, winning 6-1. to one And and then the second game on Saturday, Ben Etheridge kind of showed he was human, uh, the young freshman who's been really good for us here of late. last four starts, really quality starts, doesn't get out the gate very well at all and only pitches one inning before we go to the bullpen. And, and we've had a couple other freshmen, Kirsten Waltrip, that came in and adjusted Storm. And then Ryan Ott closed it out and got the save. So uh, had, had had a good turnout from our pen on that second game on Saturday. And uh, so that set up an all-important game on Sunday. And, you know, we jumped out to a 4 nothing lead had a five to one lead in after six when the rain delay uh, uh halted us for a little bit and and then honestly, you know up to that point drew board our our fourth starter or Sunday starter, boy Richard, he really pitched well, he covered six innings and scattered six hits and only gave up one run, a solo homer struck out eight and no walks, but we a hundred pitches when we hit the uh, hundred pitches exactly when we hit the rain delay. And so we had to go to our bullpen uh, when, when we play resumed. And, uh, you know, they were quick, quick to answer, really quick. I mean, sometimes it, it happens so quick that you don't know what just happened. And and that's exactly the best way I can describe it. You know, they came back on fire from the rain delay, and, and we didn't. And, uh, unfortunately, we ended up dropping that game 9-6. to six.
2: Yeah, and... Well, I'm looking at the box score. I mean, I obviously didn't see it happen live, but it wasn't a scenario where it was a bunch of walks. They just came out swinging the bats, didn't they?
15: They just came out swinging the bats. We counted up today, and they had six hits over 18 pitches. And, I mean, it happened so quick. And there were a couple of base hits in there that were just executed perfectly. Uh, and it, and it, just, it just went very quick. Before you know it, we've given up a six spot. And, uh, and, and we're down seven to five, uh, going into the top of the eight. And so uh, they, they ended up getting a couple more runs in the bottom of the 8th, which was a really killer. Now we're down four with one inning to play. And, and uh, we were able to score one. Charlie Fisher hit a solo home run in the ninth, but that was, that was it. Everything else was pretty quiet.
2: You mentioned the 100 pitch mark for Drew Boyd. If not for the rain delay, would he have been able to maybe go a little bit deeper for you, or was that the point where you were going to have to make a change regardless?
15: You know, he, he was, we might have been able to extend him maybe one more inning just from the mere fact that their their lineup was left-handed heavy, and he matched yeah. up really, really well with them. Uh, and, and, and his pitchability on that given day was, was outstanding. They really didn't have much to time up on him. But usually six innings is his mark, uh, where where he's usually about done at that point. So, you know, I don't I don't know the rain delay kind of made it a no no brainer for us uh, when we came back, just because he had a hundred pitches. Guy goes over there and sits for a while, then you know certainly that's putting him in jeopardy of, of you know of an injury maybe, or, or you know that's what we all look at, but the effectiveness after a rain delay in your 100 pitches kind of is a no-brainer to, to move on to the next guy.
2: Awfully good weekend at the plate for Reed Trimble. He's named co-conference USA hitter of the week and, what, hit four home runs and it just kind of really got it done for you at the plate, didn't he?
15: Yeah, he really did. I think on Friday night, the first game, I, I think he was 0 for that night, but after, you know, he was 0 for 3. But, you know, you move... Into Saturday and and Game One on Saturday, he's two for four with with an RBI and and uh, has a home run. Hits his eleventh home run there, and and they also has a double. And in the second game, he just absolutely goes off four for four he drives seven in seven RBIs. Drives in seven, hits two more home runs. Um, had had a double in that game as well, and then, and then yesterday I had another two run homer. There early in the uh, in the third inning for us. so outstanding weekend for him uh, a really exciting player and and fun guy to watch play games.
2: You, you told us last week that there was a hope that you were going to be able to find somebody else to play maybe three games maybe even just a couple of games this coming week. Any movement on that point uh, or on no, that front or just yeah, going to wait it no,
15: out now? It never. Well, it never materialized. You know, we were, had a gentleman's agreement before the season started with FIU. If they made the tournament, they would come up, play us a couple of games, and then go on to Rusted. But they were eliminated this weekend at Middle Tennessee. So that was out. I'd, I'd had talks with another team out west that was possibly wanting to build their RPI and had talked about willing to come over and play us. But now their RPI is in good shape. Uh, and so they don't need to come here anymore. And if you look around the country, most everybody is still involved in uh, their conference series. Their regular season ends this weekend, this coming weekend. So a lot of people are still playing. It's just how we restructured our conference this year from going from 10 weeks to 8 weeks, which opened up the fifth weekend of the year and the last weekend of the year. And the problem is, is there's people that are still playing. As far as I know, The Big West and Pac-12 are the only two conferences where you might find a team that has an off weekend, but the the chances of them coming to Hattiesburg are not very
12: good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, So what will you do for the next nine days before the conference tournament begins? I guess it gets started Wednesday, May 26th. Will you do some some scrimmages and some sim games? What's the plan?
15: Yeah, you know, we we'll, we took off today, and we'll take off tomorrow. We'll come back and start practicing, working out on Wednesday and Thursday, and then uh, we'll enter squad on Friday and Saturday. And Friday we'll throw Powell and, and Stanley against each other for a little bit and get the Ooh. leaders in there. And then Everybody can sell um, tickets
2: for that, coach. <laughs>
15: Well, and then on Saturday, um, we'll, we'll throw the other two, that's Regent Boyd and, and build the leaders in there. And then a light practice on Sunday and Monday and, and head over to Ruston on Monday afternoon to practice over there, pre, pre tournament practice on Tuesday and get ready to go 730 on Wednesday night against Western Kentucky
2: well we uh, we wish you the best this week hope uh, hopefully everybody will be healthy and rested and ready to go in uh, rust and look forward to talking to you next week and uh, I'm, I'm not going to forget it and I'm not going to let myself run out of time I want you to tell us big picture what Walker Powell has meant for Southern Miss baseball We're out of time to uh, to do that today uh, but look forward to talking to you uh, to you next week. thanks so much coach. my pleasure you thank you. Scott Perry, head baseball coach at Southern Miss. Took him a while to get down, took him a while to get home. Two and two weekend for the Golden Eagles down in Boca against FAU. Sports Talk, Mississippi. We will be right back.
16: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, low around 66. Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. And for your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: savings, more selection, more Affordable payments and more for your trade. Pay only one ninety nine per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Ridgely Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelyMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgely Mitsubishi. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your Central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha outboards. RJ's Outboard, twelve hundred eight Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's
5: service built for all your glass needs. Call Venable Glass Services, Glass Networks. They're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and yeah, there will be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 50 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South and Cross Check them out on the web at www.ventableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601 605 4443. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and
16: construction, your certified, certain shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction, 601 371 1051.
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A case originating in Mississippi could overturn Roe v. Wade. The United States Supreme Court will hear arguments in the case surrounding Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban, which was originally passed by the legislature in 2018 and subsequently blocked by a federal judge. According to the Center for Reproductive Rights, this will be the first pre-viability abortion ban that the court will rule on since the landmark ruling of Roe be wade in 1973 for more on this story visit supertalk.fm and authorities are trying to identify a body that was recovered from the mississippi river at natchez saturday the jefferson county sheriff's department said the victim is a white male bald on the top with hair on the side he was wearing a blue checkered button-down shirt blue jeans and slip-on shoes with images of skulls on them adams county coroner james lee said the man is believed to be 50 to 65 years of age
1: I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Good afternoon with you, Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks, as always, to Scott Barry for joining us on the C Spire. No, not on the text line. That's how you can join us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. To Scott Barry, for joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Favorites.com, that's where you go to check out the deals for you, and it's why we tell you to go with the home team. So, boys... Where would you like to start in unpacking this weekend?
3: What's the bigger story? State losing to Missouri or Ole Miss beating Vanderbilt? Which one is more pressing?
4: I think Ole Miss beating Vanderbilt is more pressing or is a bigger story, but I think state losing is the more surprising story. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I, I think so so let's start with
2: Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. But but here's the thing. I don't think that anything materially changed this weekend for Mississippi State, but the groundwork for potential change was laid in losing that series to Missouri. As it stands right now, Mississippi State's fine. They'll feel great after the weekend, but they're fine. They they've done enough throughout the course of the season that one bad weekend doesn't change at all. It just doesn't. Now, if they follow that up with a poor weekend in Tuscaloosa, Mississippi State is going to be a regional host regardless. They can lose all three games. They can fall into the Tuesday play-in game at Hoover, lose that, and they're going to be a regional host. But if they lose two out of three in Tuscaloosa and don't play particularly well in Hoover – then they could find themselves not a national seed, not hosting a super regional. Yeah. Things materially changed this weekend for Ole Miss. They were probably going into the weekend one of the 16 teams that was going to host a regional. Probably. We don't know that for sure. The NCAA didn't give us that specific information. But – We knew that over the course of the final two weekends of the regular season, I say we knew, we feel like, we we felt confident about the fact that Ole Miss needed to go 3-3 and over the final two weekends of league play to assure that they would be hosting a regional. And the most likely path to that was getting one against Vanderbilt, avoiding a sweep at home, and then going and winning a series against Georgia in Athens next weekend. Well, because they won two of three against Vanderbilt, now it probably only takes one win against Georgia to really lock things up, and they've given themselves the opportunity to perhaps play into a better spot than anybody would have thought imaginable just a couple of weeks ago.
3: It's probably too late. They're probably too far back. But just just for kicks, what if they win three in Athens this weekend?
2: I don't think that's going to happen. But what they will be nineteen and do? eleven in the SEC and they'll be a national seed?
3: See, I, I think it's still with. I'm with you. I think it's still within their grasp. Now that's yeah. a tall. That's a tough ask because they won a series this weekend and uh, on the the live stream this morning and on the show yesterday, I, I was I was giving high praise to Old Mrs. Wynn So I'm not diminishing the accomplishment, but that's what this is going to sound like. They still gave up twenty three runs uh, on Saturday and Sunday combined. So it's a tough ask going to sweep anybody with the way their bullpen is structured at the moment. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. And with four teams ahead of them and the regional host, all four being national seeds, losing series this weekend, and if they happen to go get three in Athens, 19 wins, that's a national seed. And that's not insurmountable. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. We get a message on the ceasefire text line that says, I think Ole Miss's road to the top eight is kind of a long shot. They're currently the sixth SEC team in the pecking order. Can't imagine more than four SEC teams in the top eight. No, I, I don't disagree. But if you win a series in Athens and if you were to sweep in Athens and then go win a couple of games in Hoover, then the resume looks really good all of a sudden for Ole Miss. Really, really good.
4: And of course, you know you have to consider what's going on around the conference. If Ole Miss does get that sweep, and you know Florida and Arkansas play each other this week, let's just assume that everything holds there and Arkansas wins that series, okay. and then Mississippi State loses its series to Alabama. Well, then all of a sudden you've jumped up a, a notch there. So,
18: yeah,
3: yeah, Arkansas can do old if if we're going to go down that road, Arkansas can do Ole Miss some favors this weekend.
2: You're right about that, and and here's the other piece. Even if Ole Miss does not get to a top eight seed, they got a lot to play for because there's a big difference in being the number nine or ten or eleven seed. Because you remember. You know what the NCAA does? They seed these 1 through 16. It's not like it used to be where it's just regional matchups and they just kind of willy-nilly decide who's going to play who in a super regional. It's seeded 1 through 16. So whoever the number 16 seed is, if they you're just assuming chalk holds, whoever the number 16 seed is that hosts, they're headed to Fayetteville. It's probably not where you want to go to find two wins to get to the College World Series. Who's going to be the number two national seat? Is it going to be Vanderbilt? I'm not sure that you're dying to go to Nashville. Say what, Hayden? Shouldn't be. Well, maybe not. But Vanderbilt's going to go win three games this weekend
4: against Kentucky, aren't they? I mean, they should, you would think. But we all thought they were going to go win two games against Ole Miss. No, just, well, Kentucky's not
3: Ole Miss. Yeah, Ke- They're Kentucky, not. they're doesn't not have but, the bats at Ole Miss. But,
4: but, but one, one win isn't out of the realm of possibility.
2: Yeah. In terms of RPI, Arkansas is one. Texas is two. Fairfield's out of the mix. They're going to be a three seed somewhere. Then it's TCU, then Vanderbilt, then Mississippi State at six. Arizona at seven. Tennessee at eight. Ole Miss at nine in the RPI. Texas Tech is at 10. Oregon is at 11. Then Old Dominion and Notre Dame and East Carolina and South Carolina and Oklahoma State. There's not a host. And this thing's going to be fun to to see how it all shakes out. Got interesting now. Yeah. All right, so the weekend for Ole Miss. Game one. Never mind that Ole Miss won the baseball game. I don't know. Hey, Dad, you probably weren't able to lock in on it at all. Borky, I know you watched probably on your back porch a good po- That sir. was a great
3: college baseball game on Friday night. Yeah, and the, the pitching matchup delivered, right? I, I, Rocker gave up a couple of home runs. But inning to inning to inning to inning, you saw, like what we thought was going to happen, an elite matchup between two of the better pitchers in college baseball. And that's what Doug Nikhazy is now. Like, maybe his stuff doesn't stack up to that of a Kumar Rocker or a Lighter or these other guys that you can throw out there. But if you need to win a game, a game, how many pitchers are you taking before you get to Doug Nikhazy? What he's Not done in conference maybe. play maybe. is unbelievable. And he did it yet again... In in a tight situation again, where his team really needs him, he got moved up to Friday, pitching against what most people think is the best pitcher in the country, and he gave up one hit, which was a line shot home run at the end of his outing when he was like 110 pitches into his outing. He dominated the number two team in the country, and he does this kind of stuff on a weekly basis. And no question, he was
2: really good. He's seven and two overall. And and here's what I think makes Doug Nikhazy's outing on Friday night look even better. Did you see what Vanderbilt's bats did for the next two days? (laughs) They mashed. They hit seven home runs on Saturday and then scored 10 runs or 11 runs, whatever the
3: number was, in a losing effort on Sunday. Yeah, it was 13-10, and so 23 total runs on Saturday and Sunday combined.
19: Yeah.
2: Vanderbilt dominated in every single facet of the game on Saturday. Jack Leiter with the week off to kind of rest and regroup was dominant. 13 strikeouts, never got into trouble from a pitch count standpoint. The only time he got into a little bit of a jam was in the sixth inning when almost had the bases loaded with nobody out, and they got one run out of it. And that was on a wild pitch strikeout. That was it. Almost couldn't... Never mind couldn't string together hits. They couldn't get the one swing to drive one out of the
3: park with the wind blowing out. He was filthy. And statistically, that's the best offense in the SEC. Statistically. Ole Miss or Vanderbilt? Ole Miss. And he made made them look like nothing.
2: Yeah. Which is what Doug Nikhazy did to the second best offense statistically in the SEC on Friday night. Yeah. And then Sunday was, that game was something. We'll talk about it when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443. Uh, some heavy rain causing the delays on 20 eastbound and westbound in between 468 and 475 in Rankin County. Also seeing delays in Madison County southbound on 55 just before 463. Elsewhere, things looking okay so far. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call them at 601-353-5217.
20: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and the best tomatoes in town. Callaways will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaways offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaways and Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High.
18: Callaways Calloway's is. Calloways is. We're gonna make
7: spring cleanup can be easy fun and affordable with the all-star john deere compact tractor package from mississippi arkansas ag the john deere 3025e tractor plus loader box plate rotary cutter and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just 293 per month with zero percent financing for 72 months leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for
21: more information offer ends 321 some exclusions apply see dealer for details
7: Special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news,
12: quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Can you feel it? Can you hear it? Sports Talk,
1: Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Don't forget Monday is for winners and losers. We will get to your winners and losers in the 4 o'clock hour. We will give you ours as well. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. C-SPIRE text line open at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. So that game yesterday, Game 3, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. He got off to an innocuous enough start. There was no score through the first two innings. Patrick Riley got the starter for Vanderbilt in Game 3. Drew McDaniel was the starter for Ole Miss. And then in the top of the third inning, Vanderbilt got a couple of runs. They jumped out to a 2 to nothing lead, and if I remember correctly, there was a really hard-hit ball to left field that Kevin Graham made a nice catch coming forward on. It was one of three balls that were hit that were just rockets to him or just to his left that ended innings throughout the course of the game. So that kept it at 2 to nothing, and then Ole Miss came to the plate, and then, my goodness gracious, did they explode. Ten runs in the bottom of the third to take a 10-2 lead.
3: And a couple of those came after, uh, it was an, an error, right? So they got eight, and then Vanderbilt should have gotten out of the inning and almost capitalized again, right, if I remember correctly?
2: Yeah, hit a ball past the first baseman or through the first baseman's leg yeah, yeah, out into like right that. field.
3: But either way, I mean, a 10-spot's yeah. a 10-spot, regardless of one error or not. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that that we've been talking about with this team, especially you, uh, through all their struggles, is that, yeah, they've got issues in the bullpen, but you saw yesterday that you cannot count this team out of anything right now because even a staff like Vanderbilt... And yesterday it was so funny hearing the scouting reports for every pitching change they made. Oh, yeah, this guy's ninety five, has got a sharp breaking pitch and a really good changeup. Like, oh... Here's another one, and it didn't matter. This is a team that can score with anybody, anytime. And they showed you exactly why yesterday. This was know. the third inning for Ole Miss.
2: After uh, Dominic Keegan got a two-run single in the third inning to make uh, make it 2-0 Vanderbilt, Ole Miss got a two-run double from Justin Bench to tie the game. A two-run double from Hayden Dunhurst down the right field line, and it was scorched down the line to make it 4-2. to Dunhurst scored on a wild pitch. Cale Baker hit a three-run home run. Jacob Gonzalez hit a two-run home run, and it was a no-doubter. And that made it 10-2. to So I'm curious... What your thought was at ten to two? Ball game or
3: lot of baseball still to play? A lot of baseball
4: still to play. It's Sunday in the SEC. a Lot of baseball still to play,
3: and especially that that team in that bullpen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carter Young, uh, Vanderbilt
2: loaded the bases. Carter Young hit a grand slam off of Austin Myers, and then the Rebels went to the bullpen and were able to kind of settle things down. They added a run in the fifth inning. Jacob Gonzalez had an RBI single to make it 11-7. to Hayden Dunhurst hit a home run in the sixth inning to make it 12-7. to So let's press pause right here for a second. Facing Vanderbilt's best arm out of the bullpen, Maldonado has been outstanding. I think he had an 068 ERA for the year going into yesterday's game. Hayden Dunhurst hits a home run to right field. There's watching a home run and then running, and then there's doing what Hayden Dunhurst did. He hit the ball, and he stood there, and he watched it, and he watched it, and he watched it it clear the wall, and then he watched the beer showers fly, and then I think he got a little prompting from the umpire that he had to run the bases. It wasn't like softball where you could just go straight back to the dugout. And so he slowly jogged around the bases. He admired it. Now, I do think it's worth pointing out that Hayden Dunhurst is a guy that had had a front row seat to watch a couple of Vanderbilt guys pimp home runs the previous day, and so maybe he just took a little extra time to, uh, to take in the sights. So that's fine, whatever. And then Maldonado throws at Ben Van Cleave on the next pitch. He throws at his head. What are we doing here? You can either celebrate or you can't celebrate, but you can't have it both ways. If it's okay to shoot bows and arrows and toss horseshoes and rev your motorcycle engine on second base after a double, if it's okay to bat flip, if it's okay to strut after a strikeout, etc. etc, etc., then it's just okay all of the time. And if it's not okay, then it's never okay. But I kind of thought we were past the whole throw at a guy's head thing. Yeah, maybe not. Sports Talk Mississippi winners and losers coming up next as we go to the 4 o'clock hour with you.
1: Listening to WFM 4 Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered you by your tree professionals supertalk at Peronist Tree Pros, online at FM.
7: I'm Rich Denison. Many companies want clarification after the CDC announced fully vaccinated Americans no longer need to wear face masks.
6: Starbucks, Walmart, Costco, no longer going to require that customers wear their masks. But other outlets like CVS and Home Depot, they're not changing their uh, plans, at least not yet. The White House says it got very little notice from the CDC about these new guidelines. But some governors say this shows dysfunction coming from the highest levels of the federal government.
7: Fox's Mark Meredith. Hostilities continue between Israel and Hamas military in Gaza. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. is prepared to help when the two sides begin work on a ceasefire. It is
12: up to the parties to make clear that uh, they want to pursue a ceasefire. Any ceasefire would be by definition uh, between them, but we're ready uh, to engage to support it. More than 200 are
7: dead from the missile attacks and airstrikes in the region. America's listening to Fox News.
8: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors
13: power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $30 on X2 power boat batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com.
6: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller, and Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller, and Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
17: Stephen Gagliano and you're listening for Talk Mississippi News. Former Mississippi Supreme Court Justice George Carlson believes that voter ID and other past initiatives will remain law despite the ruling Friday that overturned Initiative
8: 65. They didn't address it at all on voter ID or eminent domain or any of those other initiatives that have already passed and that is a battle for another day if someone chooses to fight it. The legislature could go into a special session
17: to try to circumvent potential lawsuits. And dispelling misinformation regarding the vaccine as it relates to pregnancy, Dr. Meredith Travelstead and OBGYN explained that a database of over 30,000 pregnant women shows the safety of the shot.
8: And they've compared those who got the vaccine and normal, healthy pregnant women otherwise, and they have seen no difference in pregnancy outcomes or complications, stillbirths, miscarriages from those vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. Do you want that dream job? Do you need the right skills and credentials to get there? Did you know more than 2,000 students have taken advantage of the My Best program for free? Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. Take charge of your life and make your dreams a reality by attending a Mississippi community college. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
0: Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation.
2: For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us.
17: Lottery proceeds continue to grow with the latest transfer of over $13 million. Upon the completion of the Mississippi Lottery Corporation's April transfer, the total revenue collection from the lottery for fiscal year 2021 is now up to just shy of $115 million. With the first $80 million going to infrastructure projects across the state, the remaining $35 million dollars will be placed into the Mississippi Education Enhancement Fund. And the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians is partnering with the Cherokee and Seminole tribes to build a luxury hotel in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Chief Cyrus Ben explains. The name of this project will be
7: the Dreamcatcher Hotel in the heart of the Smoky Mountains, a tourist destination that has flourished even amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. As we move past the trials of the
17: past year, we feel this is an ideal approach in diversifying our business interests and expanding our economy. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
24: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals existing cspire customers new Spire customers you might be saying existing and new customers that's everybody and we agree that's why we call them the everybody deals so whether you're a new or existing cspire customer get an everybody plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours no bull cspire new and existing customers get our best 5g phone free go to cspire.com for details
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on ninety-seven point three FM. Super Talk Mississippi.
25: I listen to that work. That
1: work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo?
25: Yes, sir.
2: everywhere. Whoa! Well, hold on! A second, hold on! Hold on! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! If AutoZone Park in Memphis is turning uh, returning to full capacity tomorrow, and the Boston Red Sox are turning to full capacity on May 29th, can the NCAA please let us have full capacity for the postseason? Please.
3: No, because reasons. Reasons that don't actually
2: exist.
3: They couldn't execute casual water and lift clean in place, which are (laughs) rules. Could you imagine them navigating through something so difficult as having people in their stadium? Couldn't imagine. Yeah. My goodness. Surely it's going to come, right? Surely the announcement from the
2: NCAA is going to come that says... Due to changes in CDC guidance and entities all over the country returning to full capacity, we are excited to welcome as many fans as would like to come to our postseason baseball and softball activities effective
3: immediately. Oh, but could you imagine what they'd run in Yahoo? I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Or a Gannett newspaper that nobody reads? Ooh, be scathing. Yahoo!
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Cross and Dad and Borky with you on this Monday. CSpire text line is open. That's where you will send us, your winners and losers. Are your video conferences lagging, VPN connections dropping, VoIP calls choppy? It's time to face the truth. Cable can't support your business the way Fiber Internet can. Learn why at cspire.com slash fiber. It's time right now for Winners and Losers.
21: All I do is win, 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 no matter what.
11: I'm a loser, baby. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser.
9: Winner never win. And a winner never win.
2: I'm hoping that Brian Haydad can be a winner. And can help me decipher this text message. I don't know exactly what it means. 52 years since last FA Cup final defeat. Leicester City hit the jackpot as comprehensive underdogs to a team from North London. Chelsea 0, Leicester City 1. Hope you are doing well. I am signed, Ian Banner.
4: Sir Ian. What does that mean, hey, Dad? Sir Ian's talking smack to me. His his, uh, foxes took down my blues in the NBA mm. Cup Final this, Sunday, this Saturday. My buddy
2: Ian Banner, a winner over the weekend, uh, his team, Leicester City. You know how this works. What did you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend?
3: Spill it, boys. Nick Castellanos, or more importantly, a Reds fan. So he hit what ended up being a game-winning home run on the road in Colorado, And after he touched home plate, he apparently ran over to a fan and gave a particular Reds fan right behind home plate a fist bump. And the announcers after the game were wondering why. Well, Castellanos brought that fan over to do the post-game interview for him, and here's what he said.
12: Yeah, all right, be careful. You're on live TV here now. What led up to the fist bump? So, uh, I told Nick when he got up there that he should imagine that, uh, Ron Manfred's face was on the baseball. And the next pitch, he lit it up over the fence, baby.
11: <laughs> wow.
4: <laughs> Winner. We can stop. We don't have, nobody's stopping that. And
3: Cassiados just turns to the camera and shrugs. He's like, yeah, he did. <laughs>
4: So there was a drive by Castellanos. Did it make there it a was. four nothing ball game? I don't think okay. it was four to nothing, but yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's really good. Really good. Hey Dad, give me a winner. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with Ben Howland. That guy's had a really good offseason uh through the portal. We already know about Garrison Brooks and DJ Jeffries. Today MSU picks up its third uh guy out of the portal, Shaquille Moore. Out of North Carolina State, averaged uh, seven, seven points a game in 18 and a half minutes. He is a true point guard, though. He'll come in and give MSU something they needed to get anyway, even before D.J. Stewart left. But now that sort of solidifies that starting lineup uh, for MSU. I, I still think this will be a tournament team next year for Ben Hallin. Of course, I think it needs to be. Uh, otherwise, you know, there may be some uh, some decisions that need to be made. But I feel pretty confident in this group. That's a good team that Ben Hallin's put together.
2: Let me give you two related to Ole Miss baseball. First up, Jackson Kimbrell. Ole Miss went to a left-hander out of the bullpen yesterday after Drew McDaniel lasted three and two-thirds and Austin Miller came into the game and did not record an out, gave up the grand slam. Rebels were looking for a way to stop the bleeding, and they turned to Jackson Kimbrell, and he got out of that third, fourth inning where Vanderbilt had already scored five runs and then he gave Ole Miss another three-and-a-third after that and was able to hand it off to Jack Doherty in the eighth inning for the final two outs of the out, uh, of the uh, inning, and then the Rebels were able to give it to Taylor Broadway to shut things down at the end. Bullpen has been such a, a question mark for Ole Miss throughout the course of this season. That was by far Jack Doherty. Uh, Jackson Kimbrell's best outing of the year. And the question is, is it repeatable? He certainly will get another opportunity. Can he be an answer? A guy not named Tyler Myers or Austin Miller who's had some effectiveness issues in recent outings, a guy not named Jack Doherty or Taylor Broadway that can give Ole Miss a little bit of depth in the bullpen and a little bit more wiggle room. And if he can... That could be huge for Ole Miss in terms of its postseason fortune. So we'll see how all that plays out. And then winner number two, there were not a lot of people that were terribly pleased with Mike Bianco a week ago today. We spent a lot of time last week talking about Mike Bianco and people disagreeing with the decisions that he made against Texas A&M. Mike Bianco really kind of pushed all the right buttons this weekend. And it starts with the decision to move Doug Nikhazy up to Friday as the starter. That worked out well. Saturday just happened. And then yesterday, they had an offensive game plan going in to try and knock Patrick Riley out of the game as quickly as possible, to get Vanderbilt into its bullpen, and the decisions that he made worked, including sticking with Jackson Kimbrell longer than I think anybody thought they were going to. And it resulted in a series win for Ole Miss against Vanderbilt. So Mike Bianco on the winners list. What else?
3: Yeah, when um when you're gonna criticize you gotta praise when all the right strings were pulled, which is what happened this weekend. Uh can I go loser? G- unless you guys have other winners. Be my guess. I kinda want to parrot what you said earlier. Uh Nick Maldonado uh I am very anti-unwritten rules in baseball. I like the bat flips. I like the pimping the home runs. I like the goofy stuff they do on second base. I like when pitchers strike a guy out, they turn to their dugout, and they lose their mind because you're having fun. That stuff's fun. Baseball should be fun. If you don't like when a guy, what a guy does when he hits a home run off of you, don't give up that home run. And if you're mad about it, I guess I kind of understand maybe throwing at that guy next time you see him. I guess I kind of get it, even though like, you're not tough for throwing at a guy because he hurt your feelings. You're just kind of a wuss. But throwing 95 at his teammate's head because you don't like how a guy celebrated hitting a tank bomb off of you, that's not baseball. That's weak. And the fact that that some people will justify throwing 95 at a guy's head because his teammate... Maybe over-celebrated a home run is something that needs to get out of baseball. And that kind of mentality doesn't belong in sports. That's crap. That's not enforcing the integrity of the game. That is using a projectile that could physically harm somebody because your feelings are hurt. And the umpire for not tossing him right there is also a loser. What are you warning old Misses dugout for? They didn't throw 95 at a dude's head. Only Vanderbilt did. The whole situation's bad. I think it's a really ugly look for baseball. It's it's this old thing that's been in the game forever that needs to go away. Because that was just Bush League. Hey, daddy, you had a loser?
4: Yeah, and I don't want to take anything from Ole Miss away because I thought they played really well this weekend and they, they looked like the kind of team we thought they were going to be. But can anybody really watch Vanderbilt and say that team can win the national title? I don't see how that team's going to do that. I mean, if they stay in the winner's bracket, great. But if they ever lose one of Rocker or Leiter's starts, that's that. They're not coming out of the loser's bracket. And, and we've seen the last few weeks people can get to Rocker and people can get to Lighter. So I don't think that's a national championship team. They can get to Omaha, but I don't, I don't see them winning at all.
2: Yeah. You may be onto something there. Now, Omaha does set up in a way that if you win your first two, you get enough of a break, and you've got yeah. some wiggle room that you can kind of go back to your two dudes. But in terms of a third starter, yeah, Vandy's got some issues. No question. Chris Lamonis will join us next on the Farm Bureau phone line. We'll be right back
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass deeds in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443. Uh, some heavy rain causing the delays on 20 eastbound and westbound in between 468 and 475. in Rankin County also seeing delays in Madison County southbound on 55 just before 463. Elsewhere, things looking okay so far. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call them at 601-353-5217.
16: With one home stand in the books, your Mississippi Braves are back at Trustmark
14: Park for 12 games May 18th through 30th against the Chattanooga Lookouts and Montgomery Biscuits. Tuesday, May 18th is our first Bark in the Park presented by Hollywood Feed and also Strike Out Hunger with the Mississippi Food Network. Wednesday, May 19th is First Responders Day and join us for a Jackson Four tickets and drinks for $20 at the box office. Thursday, May 20th is Thirsty Thursday with $2 beers and sodas. On Friday, May 21st, the first 1,000 fans will receive a Dansby Swanson replica jersey presented by the Mississippi Forestry Commission. Make sure to wear those blue suede shoes for Elvis night and another post-game fireworks show after the game on Saturday, May 22nd. Sunday, May 23rd wraps up the first leg of the homestand. It's a matinee 205 game and family fun day. And don't forget, kids run the bases after every Friday and Sunday game. Game. For more information on promotions or to purchase tickets, make sure to visit mississippibrains.com.
5: Hi,
3: I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote
22: at 601-853-9644 or at twominintatruck.com. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson
1: 97.3. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Our Baseball Monday continues on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We're joined now by Chris Lamonis, head baseball coach at Mississippi State. Always kind to spend a few minutes with us on Monday afternoons. Obviously, Coach, weekend didn't go exactly the way you would have liked. The the win on Thursday night drop Friday and Saturday. A couple of days to kind of think about it and process it now. What, what do you, you think about looking back on the
7: weekend?
26: Obviously, very disappointing, you know, for uh, our players and coaches. Just not the result we wanted, not the way we wanted to play. Um, You know, probably should have won the Friday game. Um, We make some mistakes in that game. They get back in it and they just come out and help us on Saturday. So that, you know, kind of the game sees it all sometimes and we got to play better.
2: What was your message to your team after this was all over (laughs) uh, for the weekend?
26: Um, you know, when I, when I sat with them afterwards, the hard part is, is, you know, I kind of got on them on Friday night. I actually got on them pretty good Friday night because I didn't like the way we played and, and just a lot of silly mistakes. Maybe is the best way to put it. But, um, you know, on Saturday and the most objective people in the ballpark was our team and they, they know what they're playing for. They've put so many hours and so much time and effort into it. Man, it was it was tough on them. So um, you know, I just kind of reminded them we're still a really good team. We still have all our goals out there to play for and go after. And um, you know, we've responded every time we haven't had success, and I expect them to respond. You know, after this tough weekend, I-
2: I'm not sure I'm going to ask this the right way. So forgive me if it doesn't come out right. And-, and and maybe this is even a bad idea. Is there almost like a a reset button? that that a team can push you know uh, among itself after a weekend like that and i I don't mean it like as a wake-up call or a you know when you talk about a long streak where you'll sometimes hear somebody try to spin the idea of it's good to lose and it takes some of the pressure away or anything but but is there kind of like a reset okay we've got to be better in everything that we do and this is a reminder of what can happen
26: yeah i I wouldn't call it a reset you know or a You know hey we want to lose I I, I never want to lose so I take the ugly win every time but um and I don't think that's the case here it's just we just got to get back to work and have a good week of practice and play good tomorrow night you know this game's so much about confidence and uh you know we got knocked back and played without confidence on Saturday so uh which is really rare for our group so um we got a good group. We haven't won all the games we've won this year without having a good team. And we just got to come out and play good baseball. And in this league, I don't care who you're playing because we did not play well at all. But Missouri played well. I mean, and so they um, they took advantage of everything that we did. And, and so you, you can't show up to the ballpark and think you're going to beat anybody um, by just showing up. And I think we saw that this weekend.
4: Coach, you know, you, you did some shuffling to the lineup in, in almost every game this weekend in left field at third base. How concerned are you at, at this point in the season that you don't just have nine guys that you feel comfortable rolling out there with?
26: Now, that, that piece doesn't bother me. I mean, we're trying to figure out some things defensively. Um, we're a little bit the same way in nineteen. I mean, you just you know you're always trying to tinker and get. And what you're doing is you're trying to get a guy in. You're trying to get a hot guy in this time of year. A week or two ago it was Cumbas. Right now it was Callum Clark, you know, and then we have to defend defensively at third, and that's that's been a little bit of an issue this year. So, you know, I'm usually shuffling a little bit in there. We, we don't have – our shuffle is in that spot, left field, third base, little bits matchup, little bits how some guys are playing. Um, so I, I expect that usually most years. I usually don't have nine guys that just show up and play every game all year. Um, I, I haven't had that a lot in my career.
2: Chris, tell me a little bit more about Kellen Clark. I mean, when I, when I look at him in the batter's box, I mean, he's one of those guys that you go, man, he just absolutely looks the part. As you've kind of gone through this season and seen him grow and kind of grow into some of these opportunities and and, and seen some of the swings that he's put on balls, what what do you see from him, I guess one right now, but also kind of longer term?
26: Well, he came in with a lot of fanfare. You know, one of the top recruits in the country, and kind of he's fought a couple of different things this year, so getting him back, being healthy, being strong. He's made a couple, you know, defensive adjustments. I mean, uh, offensive adjustments. And it's really kind of helped him out over the last couple weeks. I mean, he's got a chance to be a premier hitter. And, you know, when you look at that body, you see this big athlete. Um, but he, he moves. I mean, he's athletic and he can do some things. And we've had to figure out some ways to get him on the field defensively. That's that's the area he has to grow in the most. And, uh, you know, one of the best things about Kellum – getting him out there this weekend is he has a great eye. You know, for a big kid, a power hitter, he really has the ability to, um, you know, he doesn't swing out of his own too much.
2: You've told us before that you don't shy away from talking about expectations. Your guys are locked into what's happening around them in other parts of the country. Is there much conversation about what's got to happen this coming weekend to kind of lock up one of those top eight national seats?
26: No, we stay with our own, our same wording of, Hey, man, let's just play. We really talked a lot today about playing a good game tomorrow. I know it's coach speak, and we just don't sit down. That's, that's for fans and even as coaches. I mean, literally all our kids can control is how they play tomorrow. And then Friday night, how we control. Now, as coaches, we control our pitching, knowing, hey, you got to go there and win a series. And so you will to do whatever you can to win a series. But for the most part, our kids, and I'm sure they read stuff and social media and everything else, and um, but we just – we we just never go there you can ask my kids on the team man we just never there's never conversations there it's about us playing well the next day and playing better and, and improving i know it's very coach speak but we just there's enough pressure playing at mississippi state trying to add stuff it's just you know it, it doesn't have any value to it
4: speaking of tomorrow night coach what's the plan for for the pitching rotation is it going to be one of those you know one guy gets an inning kind of deals or do you have something else in mind
26: yeah, it's kind of it'll be a bullpen day. We're going to start Parker net. So Parker will run out there and pitch and uh try to get him a couple innings, see how he looks out there. Um, you know, he's been a starter most of his life, so we thought we'd maybe give him a start, see how he does. He's got a, you know, an explosive arm. So um hopefully he can get out, go out there and give us a good start. We have a good opponent tomorrow night, so it'll be a you know, it'll be all hands on deck to to get us through the 9 innings.
2: Does it work better for you that It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday in this final weekend, and you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday the week before with the turnaround for Hoover that kind of gets you a little bit closer to everybody being on the same rest for three straight weeks?
26: Well, I definitely think that helps. You know, I mean, the the week that you have to move up is always tough, and um, so I think this week us having a normal uh, week is, is helpful for our guys.
2: And and I know we talked a little bit about the SEC tournament with you last week. Just kind of a a final thought here as we wrap things up. Is there anything that you're thinking about pitching-wise going into the final weekend in terms of setting things up for the next couple of weeks getting into the postseason?
26: I I think the key for us is to play well this week. Like for us, we have a good midweek and we have a good weekend at Alabama. Then the SEC tournament is not as important for us. You know, I would think we'd be in a spot where we're hosting and maybe host, you know, national seeding and everything else at that point. You know, and then the tournament. The tournament's important. Don't get me wrong, but the biggest thing for us right now is if we take care of business now, um, it puts us in a good position because we've we've had a successful year. You know, getting to this point.
2: Jacksonville State tomorrow night, then a three game series in Tuscaloosa to close out the regular season. Chris, always appreciate your time. Good visiting with you this afternoon.
26: Thanks, guys. Have a good day.
2: That's Chris Lamonis, head baseball coach at Mississippi State, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. So, anything that stood out for you guys there?
4: No, I mean, you know, obviously we talked to them over the weekend as well, but I, I think that he knows that this was more of a blip than anything else. I don't think this was a sign of things to come. I don't think this was a – it had been building to this. I think it was – they played really poorly. Missouri played really well. Uh, they took advantage of every mistake Mississippi State made. They made their own breaks, and they got the wins. And and at least I, – I, you know, I'm not a believer in a good loss. I think that's sort of a coach-speaky thing, but – maybe not even a coach-speaky thing, a fan-speaky thing. But yeah. – I think that this team realizes now they can't just show up at the ballpark and win games. They they do have to to put some effort in. Rowdy Jordan talked about that uh, on Saturday. He said there was a mentality of we just showed up and thought, hey, it's Missouri, we'll win, and that didn't happen.
2: Something that we talked about on Friday, Hey Deb, in in terms of there are not a lot of holes that you can punch into this Mississippi State team, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of areas that are maybe a little bit of concern, consistency in the starting rotation, and then playing better defensively. The playing better defensively thing might be a little concerning because that's kind of been a, a season-long issue. You, you just hope that there's some way you can kind of clean that up down the stretch.
4: It felt like every concern you have about Mississippi State showed up at once this weekend. Defense, uh, bottom of the order, giving you some issues. And then, like you mentioned, starting pitching. And then, you know, even the bullpen was a little shakier than you would like it to be, obviously. So everything that could have gone wrong for State, it was a Murphy's Law kind of
5: weekend. Yeah.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Chris Limonis joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. We will go back and get your winners and losers from the C Spire text line when we come back.
16: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, low around 66. Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. And for your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
11: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune-ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28-point full-service oil changes. Locally owned and operated, Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 40 years. And we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military seniors and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations, or for savings, go to ccjl.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule.
18: Nobody
14: cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening for Talk Mississippi News. Former Mississippi Supreme Court Justice George Carlson believes that voter ID and other past initiatives will remain law despite the ruling Friday that overturned Initiative
8: 65. They didn't address it at all on voter ID or eminent domain or any of those other initiatives that have already passed, and that is a battle for another day if someone chooses to fight it. The legislature could go into a special
17: session to try to circumvent potential lawsuits. And dispelling misinformation regarding the vaccine as it relates to pregnancy, doctor Meredith Travelstead and OBGYN explained that a database of over thirty thousand pregnant women shows the safety of the shot.
8: And they've compared those who got the vaccine and normal healthy pregnant women and otherwise, and they have seen no difference in pregnancy outcomes or complications, stillbirths, miscarriages from those vaccinated. Versus
2: non vaccinated. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk, Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today, and don't miss the college football fix driven by
8: Ford. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on the catfish farm. I was born into it. About the only thing I love more than catfish
14: farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud
2: to be the
3: 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the
1: Mississippi Delta. No matter where you go, Sports Talk Mississippi.
22: Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait?
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots.
14: And ruined your blind tie affair The last one to know The last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there And I saw the
2: surprise And the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi Streaming I at supertalk.fm Your winners have been coming in for a while Well, your winners and your losers On the ceasefire text line at 601 879 4395. Winner. You'll like this one, guys. Malcolm Reed. The barbecue rub is awesome on a pork loin roast. Also a winner, me. I get to coach my four year old in T ball tonight. That's from Trey and Saltillo.
4: That rub is good on just about anything, so
2: you uh, get him on and
3: ask him how Memphis and May went.
19: Yeah, oh, was that
14: was that this
3: past weekend. I think so, because the last yeah. video he posted, he said uh, he and another guy showed their uh, their competition ribs recipe, which is yes. a lot more steps than I'm willing to take to cook ribs yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> Not, but,
4: um, that, I'm more it, of the Malcolm style ribs if I'm going to yeah. try that. Winner, Ole Miss fans for
2: applause when Vandy Player made a spectacular play. That's from Kyle. Is
4: that
18: referring they to the second baseman? Weekend.
4: Say what? They did that at both schools this weekend. They saw the video of the uh, the right fielder out at state getting a bunch of high fives after a tremendous catch. Uh, I think that was Thursday night. Yeah, robbed a yeah, home run
2: and
6: turned
4: around and was high-fiving
6: people. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah.
2: And then
4: apparently
2: was playing catch with some kids on the berm later in the weekend as well. Believable.
4: Cool stuff. Probably eight games uh, at both places.
2: Let's see here. We gotta edit this one. Loser State Baseball. Uh, we'll just say laying an egg this weekend. Okay. No
4: question. We got to do this. Hayden, one here, Richard. say what? We got to do this one here, though. The uh, the kid from Stone High School, Garrett Conrad, or Knark, Tell me more. Uh, pitched a a shutout in the round, uh, first round, third round game of the uh, Class Four A playoffs. That was Friday night, I believe. Uh, his father passed away two days before that.
5: Oh goodness!
4: And went out there. Oh and just man! Dominated Purvis High School. Uh, on Friday night. Complete game shutout. Uh, Before the last pitch, his teammates all came to the mound to give him like a a hug or something, and then he just blew a fastball by a guy, struck him out, and uh, that was the game.
2: Wow. All the emotions. Mike in Oxford with a couple of winners. He says Ryan Rollison, former Ole Miss pitcher, just got promoted to the AAA Albuquerque Isotopes. Yeah. And he says Hayden Dunhurst for shutting down Enrique Bradfield Jr. this weekend.
4: That guy can fly. You talked about him on Friday, didn't you? Was was that that one of your keys to to sort of slowing them down? Was, you know, keeping him off the base pads or at least keeping him neutralized while he was there? Yeah. Yeah. Threw
2: him out uh, stealing. Let's see, there was. They thought. It was called out on the field on Friday night, went back and reviewed and called him safe at third base. And then on Saturday, there was an out at second base. Enrique Bradfield Jr., if he is called out on a steal attempt, he immediately asked Tim Corbin for a review because he just doesn't believe he's ever out. And if I could run like he does, I would never believe that I was out either. Uh, and look, as good as his base stealing ability is, I think he's now 30... Well, I know he got one this weekend. Maybe 40 of 44, 39 of 43, something like that. It's just a stupid number. He might be better running the bases than stealing bases. He just makes incredible reads and turns and made a great catch in center field yesterday. He's a fun player to watch. I would add a winner to the conversation. This class of freshmen, and that doesn't necessarily make this year any different, But good luck picking the SEC freshman of the year this season. Good luck. You got Bradfield with what he's done at Vanderbilt, leading that team and hitting an SEC play with 39 stolen bases on the year. You got Jacob Gonzalez and what he's doing for Ole Miss. You got T.J. McCants and what he's doing for Ole Miss. You got Caden Wallace, who has been outstanding for Arkansas this season. Um... Alamon, the freshman for Florida, who's playing shortstop and is closing games or pitching out of the bullpen as well. They're a bunch of really good freshmen in the how, SEC this year.
4: How is the SEC doing that? By the way, is it only freshmen, true freshmen, are eligible for that? My
2: guess is they'll do freshman of the year and newcomer of the year.
4: Okay, it was like, like Landon, because Sims that's what they're doing. Freshman. Isn't that what they're doing with the weekly awards? That's what they're doing with the awards, yeah. I was just wondering if that's going to be still be the case. Since you've got so many,
2: let's see, I, I thought I had it pulled up here. Yeah, because this week you had co-players of the week, co-pitchers of the week, newcomer of the week. So Jack Leiter was named newcomer of the week. I mean, threw in four games last year, but. Right. And then Freshman of the Week went to Jacob Gonzalez. All right, let's see some more of these. uh, Loser. Any fan who messaged players on Facebook or Twitter total losers?
4: Can't disagree with that.
3: Yeah, get a life if you're messaging a college kid on Facebook. Is that in reference to anything in particular, I wonder? I don't know, but probably it's no, just sure sound it advice, regardless.
4: Yeah, it's like tweeting at recruits. Just don't do it. Yeah.
3: I, I, in, I don't know how. I, I mean, I guess people think that they're so important, but until a recruit after they put the hat on says, "You know, I really wanted to go to Tennessee, but man, those Georgia fans—they kept tweeting at me and tell me how much uh, that they want me to join their family, and so that's why I decided to go to Georgia. Until that happens." You're not influencing decisions at all.
2: Brian says, loser, Tennessee baseball coach, crybaby. And then said, home coach, complaining to visiting coach, Dave Van Horn, class act. Class act, I think, is like an overplayed phrase. It happens. There are certain people that are classy. I miss this. What? What? Did you guys see something
4: between Vitello yeah. and... After the game, uh, they they had some words. Really? Yeah. Neither one of them would comment after the game on what they said, but they they, they were in each other's face. uh, Jeff in Oxford
2: says, winner, the female state fan with brunette hair who stands directly behind home plate at every game. She literally lives and dies on every pitch and is a winner. I had to read that all the way through to make sure I knew Jeff was going in a positive direction there or, or a radio friendly <laughs> direction. Uh, loser, John Rice Plumley. In Friday night's game, Calvin Harris finally gets a hit in SEC play and he runs through third trying to score and gets thrown out by a mile. Find it hard to believe Clement gave him the green light there. John Rice Plumley doesn't need me to defend him. I did I was not looking at Mike Clement but there was somebody that was sitting next to me that said they were waving him the whole way
3: well because they thought second, the ball was getting through the infield the second baseman made an unbelievable play Vanderbilt's middle infield defensively are are unbelievable really solid I mean that ball gets through on basically everybody else in College baseball but Vanderbilt has an elite level second baseman and that happens. Bradley and
2: South Haven says winner Jackson Kimbrell and Ole Miss Freshman hitters, loser, whoever thought it was a good idea to throw at Ben Van Cleve and half the dugout almost entering the field to go to war.
3: I mean, if I'm throwing ninety five at a dude's head, I'm not picking the two hundred and sixty pound guy from Indianola. I may throw at the next guy, but not that guy. <laughs>
4: Don't mess with those Delta
3: boys. And What's so funny is it, when Van, Cle- Van Cleave knew exactly what he was doing, the guy was throwing at his head. He just put his bat down and like looked at him and was like, are, are, are you serious, kid? Like He almost smiled at him like, there's no way you just did that to me. If they would have not been separated, I can tell you what the outcome of that would have been. Yeah. Ben Cleve's a big old boy now. <laughs> yeah. You don't mess with country boys that that size? No, sir.
2: Yeah. Jimbo says Clementson in the play that Vanderbilt second baseman made Friday night was Center top ten worthy. It was. Uh, loser. Any Mississippi State or Ole Miss fan that thinks the sky is falling or has thought the sky is falling in response to the respective baseball program's... Less than ideal at different times this year, but that is the game of baseball. Getting a couple of congratulations and winners to West Lauderdale High School for making the 4A semifinals, Clarkdale High School uh, for making this 3A semifinals, both teams from Lauderdale County. There we go. Those are your winners and losers on this Monday. We'll wrap up the 4 o'clock hour next. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. Find them in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, call 601-605-4443. Do have a couple of accidents to be mindful of. 55 Northbound, an accident just for Briarwood and an accident 20 eastbound left lane block just before Airport Road. Expect delays. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
21: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
8: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an X mark.
20: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful, from trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High.
18: Callaway's is. Callaway's is.
13: Learn more at trustmark.com slash business.
14: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
18: Communication system is a go. go.
1: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
22: of the
18: Phoenix,
17: mix huh. ends with beginnings for fear of the planet <laughs> uh, say what the, force from the beginning
4: huh. no.
18: <laughs> what did i miss <laughs> no.
4: so, some chinese businessman bought a chinese soccer club and is forcing him to play his I don't know how many kilograms, how many pounds, 126 kilograms is, but this picture of him, he looks fat as me. And so Borky tweeted, Ronaldo, D-O-U-G-H. 278 pounds. Yeah, you got no business on the pitch at 278.
3: <laughs> I'm so, so proud me, of this.
4: <laughs> it, made me, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. <laughs> He is a big boy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get that. I mean, they couldn't get that guy a shirt. A, a, you know, some kit that fits.
3: What's even more yeah. absurd 3X. is three X. I mean, I guess maybe it's part of the deal. I own the team. My large adult son is going to play in this game, but like they're having him take a corner kick.
17: Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he just got not center going to center half. He's going to play.
3: He's going to he's play. He's like
2: just sitting
4: back there in the defense and just you know man mark or something. No, he's he's up with the
25: attack. Yeah, well oh my gosh.
2: You write the checks, you make the rules, I suppose. That's a true story. I suppose. Um, looking around at results from around the SEC this weekend, kind of talked about the standings earlier today. So what um, What surprised you? Anything?
4: Other than Mississippi State, Missouri. Yeah, I mean that, that's I mean, kind of shocking, right? The the two results here in the Magnolia State were the the two most surprising of the weekend. Maybe Kentucky laying the egg they did. I don't know, but but that's, that the, you can't get away from state losing to Missouri, and you can't get away from Ole Miss beating Vanderbilt.
3: So let's see. Loved the atmosphere in Knoxville, though. I, I did see somebody that covers Tennessee there said that. Uh, That's the best atmosphere in college baseball, and I just wanted to let him know that he needs to pump his brakes like a whole lot. However, it was still nice to see another team in the SEC with what was a really good, cool, engaged baseball environment. Because we have a bunch of them, but adding another one to the mix is always good for a sport that is starting to pick up steam nationally. Have you noticed that? It is. People that cover baseball... Professionally, or starting to pay attention to college, some. Yeah. Arkansas, Tennessee on
2: Sunday in the deciding game, the rubber match had 3,575 in attendance. On Saturday, Tennessee's walk off win 3,101. And on Friday night, they had 3,476. A great environment. Most anticipated college baseball weekend in Knoxville in over two decades.
3: Great environment. Yeah, it's tap the price though. Easy, fella. I know you're probably new to this whole covering college baseball thing, but you, you may want to look around the league a little bit. So, final weekend of the regular season, upcoming
2: all seven series are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mississippi State is at Alabama. Florida is at Arkansas. Ole Miss at Georgia. Tennessee at South Carolina. LSU at Texas A&M. Auburn at Missouri and Kentucky at Vanderbilt. SEC tournament right now the road to Hoover. Arkansas, the one seed; Tennessee, the two; then Vanderbilt at three; Florida and Mississippi State both sitting there at seventeen and ten; Ole Miss then at the six at sixteen and eleven; South Carolina one back of Ole Miss at fifteen and twelve; then it's Bama and Georgia and LSU and Kentucky and Auburn. So what's there's not a lot in play. You have three teams. Playing for the final spot in the SEC tournament, even at 11 and 16, Kentucky has clinched their spot in the tournament. So you look at Auburn and Texas A&M and Missouri.
3: Auburn at Missouri. Ugh. Ugh. Hide the kids' eyes. Tell me if you agree with this statement. Um, and LSU at Texas A&M potentially big one for LSU. Huge. Um, If Ole Miss and Mississippi State take care of business this weekend, aside from winning a championship, which is cool, Hoover isn't that big of a deal for either one. True. I guess I should word it differently. There's not a whole lot to be gained in Hoover. But after winning a series this weekend, if they take care of business this weekend, they go to Hoover with not really a whole lot on the line. I mean, you got Ole Miss what sitting at
2: sixteen and eleven? Oh, yeah,
24: if
18: they're 18 at eighteen and
2: twelve, and 12 if they go win two in Hoover, is that enough to bump them? I don't know. Sports Talk Mississippi, five o'clock hour, college football.
1: Home for all news. This is Super Talk. powered by your tree
7: professionals at Fox News. I'm Rich Denison. President Biden today saying sixty percent of all Americans have received at least one dose of a COVID nineteen vaccine.
1: Let's work together, though, to meet the target I've said of seventy percent of adults, all adults, with at least one shot by July the 4th.
7: The president also announcing the U.S. will begin sharing its coronavirus vaccine supply with other countries to help fight the global pandemic. Target is dropping mask mandates for those fully vaccinated against COVID-19.
21: Walmart, Trader Joe's, and Starbucks are among other retailers relaxing their policy. Target still strongly recommends unvaccinated customers and employees wear masks. And it's continuing increased safety and cleaning measures in Target stores, including social distancing. Fox's
7: Jenny Casola. America's listening to Fox News.
12: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse.
23: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now. Featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine. 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We could be headed
17: for a special session to address the state's initiative process. Not only did Friday's ruling from the state Supreme Court nullify the state's medical marijuana program, it also also left Mississippians without a viable mechanism to place a measure on the ballot. The legislature can jumpstart the process to amend the language that doomed Initiative 65, and Speaker of the House Philip Gunn said Monday that he would support the governor calling a special session to protect what he called an important right of the people. And the investigation into what caused a plane to crash into a Hattiesburg home in early May is still ongoing. The crash claimed the lives of the plane's passengers, two-year-old harper Professor. 23 year old Anna Calhoun and 67 year old Louis Provenza, all of Wichita Falls, Texas. It also claimed the life of 55 year old Jerry Stanley of Hattiesburg, who lived in the home. A preliminary report on the crash is expected soon.
9: sheet cake is different it's richer and chocolatier count on bluebell to make it into milk chocolate ice cream with delicious chocolate sheet cake pieces chopped pecans and a chocolate icing swirl it's fresh out of the oven <laughs> i mean freezer. the good old days are being made right.
17: On a voluntary basis, the Mississippi State Department of Health is launching expanded testing in schools across the state. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explains
21: the benefits of the program. Is to identify those individuals who may be infectious before transmission can occur or to limit transmission. This is really going to be
17: important in extracurricular activities. Buyers also explained that routine testing will reduce the number of students forced to quarantine due to exposure. For more on the program, find us online at supertalk.fm. And today's the deadline to file your taxes, but the IRS says if you do need more time to prepare your federal tax return, you can file for an extension. Just remember that an extension to file does not grant you an extension to pay your taxes. If you plan to file an extension requirement, You must do so no later than today. For the latest from across the Magnolia State, follow us on Twitter
23: at SupertalkNews.
1: Your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
21: What we're going to do right here is go back. And now back to.
1: The- back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. You want to be a part of the conversation, you can on the C Spires text line, 601-879-4395. Great to be with you on this Monday afternoon, a baseball weekend in review. Mike Bianco will join us in about 15 minutes. We'll talk about the Rebel Series win over Vanderbilt this past weekend. Midweek action tomorrow night against UT Martin and then a trip to Athens for the final weekend of the regular season that begins on Thursday. But right now, it's time for the college football fix. College football things are driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road in the 2021 F-150. Smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mid-South Ford dealer today. So, we have been walking through the week-by-week schedule for college football teams, and we have made it to week number eight. Week eight. That is Saturday, October 23rd. You get started with a game on Wednesday night out of the Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina and App State. two uh, Tulane SMU on Thursday night. Louisiana, Arkansas State on Thursday night. A couple of okay ones on Friday night. Memphis at UCF at the bounce house. And uh, Washington and Arizona in Tucson. Then we get to the weekend games. You like those okay leading into the weekend, don't you? They are perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable, he says. Here is what is happening in the SEC on Saturday, October
4: 23rd. Tennessee is at Alabama. Great, the fourth Saturday in October.
3: Ooh, yeah, got to preserve that rivalry. All it's uh yeah. If they want to
4: preserve it, that's fine. But play it on the dang third Saturday in October already. That's the name of the rivalry game.
6: It's the third yeah. Saturday. You make the schedule yourself, SEC. Just do it. Just put it there every year. Am I asking that much for that? Is it? Am I really
4: straining you? Jeez. Arkansas Arkansas
2: Pine Bluff is at Arkansas. That is a huge barn burner. Huge game. We should send SEC Nation there. We might need to go do a remote from that one. How about Saturday, October twenty third in Oxford, Mississippi, when LSU rolls into Oxford?
3: Kind of by default, but you might see Game Day round two in Oxford unless they get funky and go to Fargo or something.
4: Again, can we not just put this game on Halloween weekend? We 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 just we just were not capable of doing it? They make the schedule. Yeah, I know. They don't just hand it to some random, you know, it's not made in China by someone who doesn't
6: understand college football. Just put the game on Halloween. It's what everybody wants.
2: South Carolina at Texas A&M. Okay. The Kenny Trill Bowl. (laughs) Haven't thought about that in a while, have you?
4: I haven't thought about it yet, but, man, he had a game
2: that night. And Mississippi State heads to Nashville to take on
4: Vanderbilt. Fun trip. Go ahead, put, go ahead and put me down for predicting a win. There, you're going out on a limb.
3: You counting out Clark Lee's boys already?
4: I, I'm, I, you know what? I feel confident that they can, they can get the job done.
2: I keep thinking I'm going to look at the ACC schedule one
3: week and go, "Man, that's really good," and it just keeps not happening. Wait Now, hold on just one second. Georgia Tech's at Virginia that weekend, and y- you want to watch great, high-quality football in front of just passionate, loud, crazy fans? S- send me up to Georgia Get- Tech, Virginia.
2: Get your tickets early for this one. They are as low as $332 on the secondary market on the 17th of May. Ooh. The Southern Cal Trojans headed to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Oh, I lied about game day. That might be it.
4: That's that's game day. But no lie.
3: Probably so. Both teams are, I mean, we went from Should talking be. about 15. Clay Helton getting fired and that job coming open to they're going to start the year in the teens, maybe even yeah. higher. And
4: That's why we can still talk about him getting fired because he's not a good enough coach to keep them there.
2: That's a game I would love to go to at some point. Yeah, that would be fun. And I want to do it in South Bend. I don't really yeah. care about seeing it at the Coliseum. Um, ooh, Would NBC slot that as a night game? Get possibly. Drew Breeze on the
4: call. I like that.
2: Ooh, yeah. Uh, Ohio State at
3: Indiana that weekend? Sure. I'll believe Indiana is ready to actually be a force at the top of the Big Ten when I see it.
4: They picked up a couple of good transfers this past week. including not a Mississippi kid. The marquee
2: game in the Big 12? Oklahoma State at Iowa State.
3: Okay. It does nothing for you? It's one of those no, games that no, no, Iowa no. State has lost under Matt Campbell.
4: Yeah, this, this 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 is that's exciting. I like watching yeah. Oklahoma State play. They always, I mean, the football is always exciting when they play. Win or lose. Colorado's at Cal.
2: Oregon is at UCLA. That could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah, there's a B-Y- hot seed
3: in Los Angeles, and it's not Clay Helton's. Yeah. Yeah, but UCLA made some strides last year. They were better, but they, for what they're
4: paying, and for what Chip Kelly's, uh you know, biography tells you, they should be better. I thought that this would go a lot lot easier for him.
3: That could be a really compelling Pac-12 after dark thing if they do it right. I mean, they're really leaning into this noon Eastern thing. I know this is out of their control, but, for example, Oregon and Ohio State, it's week two, right, week two or three? Yep. One of the marquee games of the season, because Oregon should be in the top ten, maybe even closer than that, Ohio State will be in the top five, because, of course, they will. Game's kicking off at nine a.m. Oregon time. The the Pac-12 is going to continue to do stuff like that moving forward. They they have found that that earlier time slot's better for them than the ten thirty time slot, which I get. Yeah, we kind of like the whole Pac-12 after dark thing,
2: but I don't think they love it on the West Coast because I I think it's more of like an internet sensation than it is actual big viewer numbers, viewership numbers. I think the Pac-12 after dark people are the diehard college football fans. I don't think that's your casual college football fan. And honestly, I think there's some lazy riders that don't stay up and watch the West Coast games to really judge those West Coast teams either. So, I I understand why. I mean, they absolutely get more eyeballs by playing at 11 o'clock Central Time, noon Eastern. Yeah, we talked about it a couple of years ago, and the Pac-12 put up a little bit of a, a little bit of a roadblock on doing that, and I think realized they missed an opportunity. We had a question: When does 100 teams in 100 days start? Next week,
3: doesn't it? Starts so 100. I think days that's always while we're in Hoover. So we were 110 out from September 4th, either today or yesterday. So if it does not start next week officially, we're going to make it start next week and use week zero or something. To,
2: there you go. To, to. There you go. We're, we're, we're going to walk through it, and that's what we decided to do. We decided to use this schedule, week-by-week week schedule, as a bridge to 100 teams in 100 days, which will begin while we are at the SEC baseball tournament next week, kind of like a, a rite of passage. That's what we do every year. Uh, Greg and Nettleton says, Hey, Dad is into those Savior transfers, isn't he?
4: I mean, A lot of transfers are good. Some better than others, but yes, I would agree. Well, I mean, that's true about literally everything in life. Yep. Uh,
2: let's see here. Uh, Mike says the porta-potties in Oxford are a better atmosphere than the dump in Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> Dang.
3: That's tough, Mike. Uh, I almost made a... a Crude joke, and I'm going to spare the family program. Just as well. Just as, as well. I'll say just it. Just me. as much noise in either place.
4: Oh.
18: Hmm.
4: <laughs> Depends on what you ate, you know. Maybe <laughs> oh, stop.
2: Stop. <laughs> stop. Don't. I mean, you always have to take it one step farther.
4: It's, it, That's it's, what I'm
2: it's not necessary. Leave
4: the crude jokes to me, Borky. That's my expertise. It's my Just my area. not
2: necessary. We will talk with Mike Bianco coming up in five minutes. On the other side of this timeout, head baseball coach at Ole Miss. His team won two out of three against Vanderbilt this weekend. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
6: On the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. Find them in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, call 601-605-4443. Looking good for that drive home. Just a little slowdown, 475 southbound at 468 and uh, also Highway 49 southbound at Harper. Otherwise, things looking pretty good. No other major problems so far. Please buckle up, drive safe, and have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353-5217.
25: Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now $1,799. Plus, special financing ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.
12: We're giving you more this May at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. More. More savings. More selection. More affordable payments. And more for your trade. Get 0% financing our $1,500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson and we'll give you your first year of maintenance for free. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Mazda of Jackson where nobody walks away because every Everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdoJackson.com. See dealer for complete details.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi.
23: You like this show, huh? Yeah.
1: Super Talk Mississippi.
2: with this baseball monday on sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm back to the farm bureau phone line check out favorites.com and go with the home team at mississippi farm bureau where we are joined by mike bianco head coach of the old miss baseball team coach i'm guessing that that dinner was pretty good last night did you get something good to eat post game or were you like me just <laughs> ended up going through the drive through at taco bell at 9:30?
15: No, luckily for me, I have the greatest father-in-law in the world. And so after the game, he was so fired up that he ran home and cooked a big pot of jambalaya. And so by the time I got out of the you know the radio and then the, the press zoom and all of that, uh, I got a, a text from him that said uh, dinner at his house at 7 o'clock, uh, jambalaya. So, you know, we, we, we ate well last night.
2: There you go. There you go. What a weekend! And really started with Game One, which I thought result notwithstanding, was just an incredibly well played baseball game all the way around.
15: It really was, and and what you probably expect on a Friday night with uh, two future probably big leaguers pitching and. Um, You know, Friday night in the Southeastern Conference with two aces out there. And uh, it comes down to, you know, we get a couple, you know, fastballs from Rocker and able to get some good swings off them to get them out of the ballpark. And really, that was the difference in the game.
2: Doug Nicasey was really, really good. And maybe that's even magnified more when you look at what Vanderbilt was able to do offensively over the course of the next two
5: games.
15: Yeah. And, uh, you know, certainly. Um, you're exactly right. I, I think when you, you know, look at their offense, which is, you know, the second rank offense in the Southeastern Conference next to us, you know, they score, they score in a lot of different ways. They can, you know, hit the home run. They can steal bases. They can bunt. Uh, they hit for, you know, a really good average. They can hurt you in a lot of different ways. But, you know, um, you know, Doug just, does what Doug does, you know, and he mixes four pitches into the strike zone. He just makes it really hard, uh, you know, on opposing offenses. He he's he's very aggressive in the strike zone. He attacks hitters, and and so you certainly when you when you match him up against uh, a good offense like that, and you watch him shine, it, it's pretty impressive.
2: I thought you were pretty candid post game on the radio with David and, and Hindu uh, after the Saturday game, where you said they just beat our brains
5: in. Yes. Yeah.
15: Well, you know, uh, I think that was pretty obvious. I mean, in all aspects, you know. Lighter was just too 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 good and too impressive, and I wish we would have you know maybe made him work a little little a little harder early on. But you know again, give credit where credits due. He was really good, and we're not the first offense that that he made look bad. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, you know they just uh, you know I don't know if we've ever given up seven home runs you know in a game, and uh, you know they just you know I think in all aspects just really took it to us.
2: Take me a little deeper on something you said after the game yesterday. You you made the comment that you didn't know if you had ever been more proud of a team that you've coached than you are of this team. Was that specific to this weekend, or is that kind of big picture season as a whole? No,
15: big, big 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 picture. You know. Uh, you know, we're we're excited that we won and you know, we're you know, we beat a really good team at home. But that's not the first time we've done that and certainly not the first time since I've been here that we've done that. We've been we've beaten ranked teams and you know, number one ranked teams and we've had really good weekends at Swayze Field. Uh but but this team, this team's been through a lot. This team, you know, ended the season with, you know, some very high expectations that you know, at times we, we, you know, I think reach those expectations. And then there's times where, uh, um, you know, we haven't played as well, which can happen in a long season. And there's been times where, uh, man, we, do we just continue to get kicked in the gut with injuries from Chatney to Chosey uh, to, you know, Kale Baker to Trey LaFleur to Tim Elko and now Gunnar Hoakland, uh, you know, major, major pieces of what we're trying to do. You know, continue to kind of fall to the side, and the guys just continue to answer. Uh, and I don't mean like, hey, take you know, three weeks and figure it out. I mean like almost immediately. And you know, with all of what's happened this year, and then you know to get the news you know on Tuesday about Gunner, and then you know win three out of four, knowing that you're going to have to face not only Dandy but you know Rocker and Lighter. Uh, you know, we just they, they continue to amaze me. This team.
2: It's kind of a a coaching cliché you you'll hear coaches say well you know injury next man up that's part of the game but isn't that easier said than done sometimes
15: and not just easier said than done but you know to me a lot of times it's not replaying. it's not one for one you know, one of the things that we challenge the offense is we don't have another Tim Elkill waiting there. Nobody's going to step up and hit 350 and hit nine home runs for the month of April, like he did as the national hitter of the month for the month of March. You know, that that's probably not realistic to think that can happen. But can everybody do a little bit better? Or really, what happened? We're a better offense the month of April than we were in March. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the reason, and we did it without Tim Elko, but the reason for it was because some of the guys that played really well, McCants and Chatney and you know, Gonzalez, some of the guys that you know were swinging it well in March, swung it a little bit better in April. And then some of the guys that weren't swinging it well, like Van Cleve and Leatherwood and Cale Baker, have all upped their game. And uh, you know, so sometimes it's that you know that synergy, right? That the you know that, that sometimes one and one, one plus one equals uh, three or four. You know, you get a, a handful of those guys, you know, to to play better. That that makes up for just more than just one guy.
2: Walk me through that bottom of the third inning because it, I mean, it took a while because Vanderbilt made a couple of pitching changes, but it kind of felt like it snowballed for you guys offensively in a
4: hurry as it played out.
15: Yeah, and, and I think you know, in, in, in defense of you know their decision, and it happens as coaches, you you make a move, they go to the left hander, trying to they got two outs and they're trying to get off the field, and uh, you know a huge uh, double uh, by Dunhurst and you know, to extend the inning, and then it just we can, we, we handle left handers really well, even our left handed hitters, and uh, they just couldn't get off the field, and that happens sometimes, you know, you don't have. It's not like at the end of the day, end of the game, where you got six outs where where you got a guy in the game, but you got two other guys right behind him. This is a part of the game where you got to be careful. You know, if you're on the mound, because yeah, you 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 brought a guy in to get you off the field. You can't just get three guys behind him hot or you waste them the rest of the game. You know, you know, now they got hot in the third inning, but they're not going to pitch to the seventh. So it was a tough situation for them, but one of those innings that, you know, uh, we've had before where we just continue to put one at bat after another together and just, you know, kind of a, a blow-up inning.
2: I don't know what your pitching plan was going into the day yesterday, but, but I'm guessing, and I don't even know if this is an educated guess, that going in it wasn't necessarily to get three and two-thirds out of Jackson Kimbrell. Did, did he give you more than you even anticipated he would have been able to?
15: No. But we but uh you're you're right. He gave us more than you know he hasn't done that, maybe in his career, but but certainly not this year. Um but we wanted to get to him and the reason for it is we thought uh you know, and it's you know, they're they're splits Meaning their batting average versus right-handers, and batting average versus left-handers, kind of show that that uh, they don't hit as well against left-handers. Even though they bat a lot of really good right-handed hitters, and young, the number two hitter is a switch hitter. They 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 don't hit left-handers almost. They're fifty point different in their splits. And, uh, and so we wanted to get him at least into the game. Maybe he could get through the lineup once. That would be outstanding. But at least give us, you know, four outs, five outs, maybe two innings. Uh, and it turned out that he gave us a lot more than that. And that really was why we won the game.
26: And then at
2: the end of the game, you've had a lot of really good closers. I'm I'm not asking you at all to compare Taylor Broadway to other guys that you've had that have been able to get it done at the end of the games, but just kind of your level of confidence when you hand him the ball, and, and he's not perfect. Few pitchers are, but you, you kind of feel like when he gets the ball, that's pretty much game over, don't you?
15: Yeah, and 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 I think when you have a good one, that's the way you feel, and I think that's where you deal in the stands and, and you're right nobody's perfect if you're if you're the guy at the end of the game uh there's going to be times where you get punched in the mouth there's going to be times where you know they they knock you out right and that's happened to him a couple times and it's happened to everyone you know it's happened to scott Diddle and Stephen head and you know jake morgan and all the the great ones that we've ever had here uh but what you want is a guy that when he gets the ball, he doesn't remember the last time. He just remembers you know, getting them out now. And uh yeah, he, he is a warrior and he belongs in, in mention with all those guys that, that I just spoke of that have closed out a lot of games here.
2: Last thing for you, final regular season game at home tomorrow night, big weekend in Athens. Do you talk to your guys at all about kind of what's in front of them in terms of the ability to host, perhaps playing your way into one of these national seed spots, or is it just go play the games?
15: Just go play the games. And, 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 you know, it's too hard to hide that stuff because of guys like you and the Internet and all of that. You know, if they want Sorry to work that. that out, they can. Uh but Uh, the truth of the matter is they really realize that all that's not going to help them win the game. At the the end of the day, all you can control is how you play in the game. So let's be as prepared as we can. Let's play as well as we can. And if you do that, you know, it's going to take care of itself. It's harder now, Richard. There's no doubt about it than it was 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but we've always done a pretty good job, you know, when we got to this point to kind of put those blinders and earmuffs on, man, and just, you know, play the game that you're in. Be where your feet are.
2: No, it was a fun weekend. Thanks so much for your time. Good visiting with you. Thanks, Richard. That's Mike Bianco, head baseball coach at Ole Miss. Rebels get two out of three from Vanderbilt in Oxford this weekend. i have got UT Martin at home tomorrow night, then travel to Athens for a three-game series that gets started on Thursday. Mike Bianco joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. We'll be right back.
16: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, a little around 66. Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. And for your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
22: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28 point full service oil changes. Locally owned and operated car. Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 44 years. And we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations or for savings, go to cccjl.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody
18: cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
23: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
16: There's a job for every driver at Total Transportation of Mississippi. Now is the time to join our team. We know that driving is more than just a job. It's a way of life for those on the road. Our Total Team family is here to support our drivers every mile of the way. And now we're hiring teams with $7,500 sign-on bonus and for individuals Several options are available. With over 30 years experience and 1,300 employees in county, Total Transportation is your next job for the open road. Visit TotalMS.com to apply. TotalMS.com. Safety, security service. That's Total Transportation.
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We could be headed for a special session to address the state's initiative process. Not only did Friday's ruling from the state Supreme Court nullify the state's medical marijuana program, it also left Mississippians without a viable mechanism to place a measure on the ballot. The legislature can jumpstart the process to amend the language that doomed Initiative 65, and Speaker of the House Philip Gunn said Monday that he would support the governor calling a special session to protect what he called an important right of the people. And the investigation into what caused a plane to crash into a Hattiesburg home in early May is still ongoing. The crash claimed the lives of the plane's passengers, 2-year-old Harper Provenza, 23-year-old Anna Calhoun, and 67-year-old Louis Provenza, all of Wichita Falls, Texas. It also claimed the life of 55-year-old Jerry Stanley of Hattiesburg, who lived in the home. A preliminary report on the crash is expected soon.
25: Go with the home
24: team. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats. Slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call C Spire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. We want to be part of the conversation. Still time for you to do so on the ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Morky, did you end up putting anything on the grill this weekend? I did not, actually.
3: Nothing. No, I did a bunch of yard work and watched a lot of baseball. There you go. No grilling action for you either,
2: hey Dad, or did you yesterday?
4: I, I cooked out. And? I did some barbecue chicken. It was great.
2: Different, uh, like just drummies or? Like I did whole... some thigh, thighs and
4: breasts. There you go. No legs? No, I mean, I only have so much space, and that's what I decided to go with. Wow. Did that. I made a homemade mac and cheese, and I made some Bacornian. Did you like make your own pasta for the homemade mac and cheese? All right, now we've gone too far. No, I didn't. But you do
2: that sometimes, isn't that what no, you like, go on and on and on about when you do I lasagna? I don't,
4: I don't ever make my own pasta. Oh, okay. So, I, I let I let the uh, the people the good people at you know, the Chico or you know Barilla <laughs> handle that for me.
2: Well, whatever the box is with the yeah hard pasta inside of it already. Uh, that's just that's to add one. water.
4: Yeah, there you go.
3: Uh, so chicken turned out good. Yeah, it was really good, really really good.
4: And uh, yeah.
3: By the good way, meal. Malcolm finished sixth at Memphis in May. Oh, good for him. In the world championship. Yup. It's pretty pretty awesome showing there.
2: Yeah, no kidding. That's doing good. Uh, Jeff wants to know if your blueberry bushes are still okay, Michael.
3: Yeah, except for my dog decided to take some of them off the bush. He got a little pop on the behind because of that. Did he? He knows better. At least he should. he was hungry. He's starting to... uh, The winter wasn't good to him, so... uh, the, the Brittany Spaniel breed, I've noticed, so he's the fourth that I've had in my lifetime. He's my first dog, but he's the fourth Brittany we've had in the family. Um, they gain weight quick. I mean, if you're not really keeping their diet very small and they're not getting their exercise, they, they thicken up. And this winter, we stopped running, and, and my guy was putting a little, little bit of weight. Not too bad. He's still slender compared to most dogs, but he's not in that good Brittany shape. So I've been putting him on a diet lately and blueberries off the the limb are not part of his new diet.
4: This, that's a problem for anybody whose name starts with B R I. It's just a just an issue. I don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> Eating blueberries off the tree? No, just, or just, just gaining diet weight in general.
4: Just gaining weight, you know, and you can't stop it.
2: Uh, Scott and Tupelo says that his dad got second in the Memphis and May barbecue competition back in 1986.
4: The Star Boars,
3: oh Oh, that's awesome. That's
2: a good. Said he lost to Corky.
4: That's a guy who knows how to cook the pig. So
2: yeah, I don't think there's any shame in that one. No. All right. A question that Borky poses, and I think it's a good one and you um hey you you addressed this to an extent earlier Mississippi State series lost this weekend mm-hmm. an anomaly or cause for greater concern
4: i you have to feel it's an anomaly right i mean you look at the the, the two series they've lost this year to Vanderbilt and to uh, to Arkansas prior to that, I mean that's two of the, the top five teams in the country wherever you look. Um, and, and like I said, everything just sort of cropped up bad for Mississippi State all at once. I and mean, I don't think they've I, I haven't seen them play that poorly since the beginning of the 2018 season when when things were were really really bad for them. Uh, so I, I think I mean when you when a when a good team loses to a bad team, you know unless they do it two weekends in a row, I have to, I have to think it's an anomaly. If they go to Alabama this weekend. And they lay an egg, and and they lose that series, and all of a sudden they're the fifth or sixth seed over there in Hoover. Then yeah, you could say okay, cause for concern. But just one bad weekend. If they if they bounce back this weekend, I, I you have to look at it as a blip.
18: Yeah.
2: I don't know if it's good or bad that they are playing a team that is better in Alabama than the team they played last weekend. I mean, you know, when you're just talking about stacking up wins, theoretically. Give me a bad team. But sometimes teams just kind of raise their overall level of play and their focus and their engagement and everything else when they know they're playing a good opponent. I'm not saying that Alabama's great. They're not mm-hmm. Arkansas. They're not Tennessee. They're not Ole Miss or Mississippi State. But they're not Missouri bad either.
4: Right. And State's been better on the road for some reason. If you look at especially McLeod and Bedner their starts on the road have been better than their starts at home have been for the most part. So, it's crazy because there's
3: no maroon-white chance on the road.
4: Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's, I don't know what's going
3: to If you go to Texas A&M, there might be. Uh, oh, no, they're too busy sawing varsity's horns off, swaying they're back blo- They're forth, blowing bubbles.
4: And, talking and about blowing bubbles. Up. But anyway, I mean, it's, 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 that's something that doesn't really bode well for postseason play. I don't think State wants to go on the road for the postseason. But... We'll see what happens this weekend. I mean, you look at McLeod at, at LSU, at uh, South Carolina. He was really good. They were good against Auburn. Um, who else did they play on the road? Vanderbilt, you know, McLeod and Bednar were both really good. Uh, at least McLeod was the first turn through the order. He was he was pitching well. And then at home, it's just been sort of iffy. You know, they weren't good against Arkansas. McLeod wasn't particularly great. Bednar wasn't good at all against the Ole Miss. Of course, Nikhazy was dominant that day. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just sort of an odd thing. We'll see if it, if it holds, uh, holds up again this weekend. You know what I'm
18: excited about?
2: One me. week from right now, we will finish up a radio program, and then I don't know exactly what your travel plans are. I'm going to go by and give my kids and my wife a hug and a kiss and hit the road for Birmingham. Birmingham. SEC tournament starts a week from tomorrow. Yeah. So much fun. I know people sometimes belittle or make light. or I mean, Borky, we even talked about it. How much does the SEC tournament matter? Does it matter? What's the right approach to the conference tournament? I think it's my favorite event of the year. And I'm not making any apologies for that either. You you kind of frowned when I said that, hey dad. You you disagree?
4: It's not it's not my favorite event of the year now.
2: And and you've only been like you've not gone and stayed for the week
7: forever, have you?
4: Uh, the last time was the, the first time you know two years ago was the first time I had done the uh, as as far as a media member. Now I've gone many times as a fan. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, but it doesn't really do it for you. No, I didn't say that. I just said it's not my favorite event of the year. What is the egg bowl? Well, it's a game. That's not an event. What do you want? That's that, that is the that, that is what I look forward to. I enjoy. You the egg bowl. love you some egg bowl, don't you, my man? I'll be. This will be. Oh, this will be twenty nine straight for me. Yeah.
2: Starting in what year?
4: Ninety three. Hmm. So I've
2: missed two since 91. 91 in Starkville, when when it returned back to campus, was the first Egg Bowl I had ever attended in person.
18: Mm -hmm.
2: And I've missed two since then. Mm
18: -hmm. So two years ago... I know one of
2: them, yeah. Yeah, for the basketball tournament in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. The work assignment. And in fact... I've missed two Egg Bowls for trips to the Bahamas. One was an SEC, or it was an Ole Miss women's basketball tournament where they were playing in some high school gym. And that would have been what 2000. Year was that? that? was November of
4: 2006. So Ole Miss won that year? Yes. Okay. Let's say if state had won both Egg Bowls. You were in the Bahamas. I was getting you a trip to the Bahamas for Christmas. Mm. But you're going Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, Kickstarter up for that? We'll get you out of town.
2: I, I'm not mad at you if you want to do that, regardless.
4: <laughs> no, I don't now. Not, not that the odds aren't in my favor. Yeah.
2: So, and it decidedly went the other way. Um, d- decidedly went the other way two years ago when I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Greg and Nettleton says Richard, "Hey, Dad, would rather be on the couch at home than be with you live in Hoover." Shut up,
4: Greg. Is he right or wrong? No, he's wrong. I would much rather be in Hoover. I'm not taking those kind of things for granted anymore after a whole year of being on the couch. There you go. We'll wrap it up with you
2: on this Monday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
6: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605- 4443. Well, for the most part, looking fairly decent. A little congestion southbound on 55 just past fortification down to the stack and continues eastbound uh, in between 55 and Highway 49. And Richland delays southbound on 49 at Harper. Otherwise, things looking pretty good for the drive home. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353- 5217.
18: It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid back Sunday afternoon, you wish never end. The homemade taste of Bluebell and good friends gathered round.
9: The good old days are and being made right now. Chocolate cheatcake is different. It's richer and chocolatier. Count on Bluebell to make it into milk chocolate ice cream with delicious chocolate sheet cake pieces, chopped pecans, and a chocolate icing swirl. It's fresh out of the oven. <laughs> I mean freezing. The good old days
18: I being made mine
0: ice cream at all Walgreens and at all ramy supermarkets
14: with one home stand in the books, your Mississippi Braves are back at Trustmark Park for 12 games May 18th through 30th against the Chattanooga Lookouts and Montgomery Biscuits. Tuesday, May 18th is our first Bark in the Park presented by Hollywood Feed and also Strike Out Hunger with the Mississippi Food Network. Wednesday, May 19th is First Responders Day and join us for a Jackson Four tickets and drinks for $20 at the box office. Thursday, May 20th is Thirsty Thursday with $2 beers and sodas. On Friday, May 21st, the first 1,000 fans will receive a Dansby Swanson replica jersey presented by the Mississippi Forestry Commission. Make sure to wear those blue suede shoes for Elvis night and another post-game fireworks show after the game on Saturday, May 22nd. Sunday, May 23rd wraps up the first leg of the homestand. It's a matinee 205 game and family fun day. And don't forget, kids run the bases after every Friday and Saturday. Sunday game. For more information on promotions or to purchase tickets, make sure to visit MississippiBraves.com.
1: Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Is Tom Brady now
3: homeless? No, he just bought Jeter's house. He's the one that bought it?
18: Yeah.
2: I thought it sold, but not... Sold to him. Oh! Well, that makes the story less salty. Because the original story this morning was that Derek Jeter had sold his waterfront mansion in Tampa for $22.5 million dollars after it was listed for $29 million, but the purchaser was unknown. But we now know that the purchaser is Tom Brady. He just decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and buy it. At least that's what I saw earlier. The story on ESPN that was out this morning was that Brady had been renting the mansion since 2020. He and his wife... Giselle recently purchased land on an exclusive island off Miami to build a home there. I didn't know that.
4: Well, never mind. My friend Bob well, Crosshead has sell it a to spare Brady. room maybe in Saint Pete if he needs it.
3: You know. Wait, say what, Morky? Maybe they didn't sell it to Brady. Maybe the where I saw it earlier misinterpreted the actual story. I got
4: you. I'll I'll reach out to Bob. He's got that spare room.
3: It'll be all right. I mean, they, they could own two houses in Florida, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to... Yeah, he doesn't sell it to Tom Brady. He sold the mansion that Brady had been renting. I wonder if the new owners will just keep renting it to Tom Brady or if they will kick him out.
4: I mean, I'm sure he'll find something when it's all said and done. I'm not overly worried about Tom Brady finding a place to live. Whether or not
2: he will have a place that he can rest his head. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. What did we learn today, guys?
4: Evidently, Mike Bianco's father-in-law makes a mean jambalaya. <laughs> He was
2: pretty jazzed up about that, wasn't he? he said, I, I, mean, I got I the text assume. message, John is ready to go, dinner at 7. All right, we'll see you there.
3: Yeah, that's good stuff. So the Braves lost a pitcher because he punched the dugout wall, and he's out for a couple months. Is that, that Enoa?
4: Yep. It happens. That's Jake Mangum. He gone. He played through it, though. Yeah. Wait.
2: Did Jake do it from punching a wall? Yeah. If you do that, you kind of got to play through it, don't you?
4: Yes. (laughs) But I understand why a pitcher couldn't do it. Yeah.
2: Uh, Hey, don't forget, we're getting closer and closer to the start of Cotton State's baseball coastal. In fact, the season begins in about two and a half weeks. June 4th is when it's going to begin. 20-game regular season with games being played on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon at both MGM Park and at Biloxi High School. Great facilities. This is an all-college wooden bat summer league, and it's building on the success of Cotton State's baseball that started in New Albany a dozen years ago. But now they're returning to Cotton State's roots. If you go back to the early 1900s, there was Cotton State's baseball on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. They're bringing that back, although with a modern twist, that being a college summer league as opposed to a minor league-type program. Registration still available online at CottonStatesLeague.com. Again, CottonStatesLeague.com. You can also call for more information at 662 539 2440 or find them on Twitter and Facebook at Cotton States. Don't miss out this summer. The college boys of summer are headed to Biloxi for Cotton States Baseball Coastal. Such a cool concept. We talk about summer league ball all over the place, and it's just really cool. When, Yes, I mean, Cape Cod will always be that special place, but there's no reason to have to go to the the Northwoods League or the Coastal Plains League or whatever. Not when you've got Cotton States Baseball right here in Mississippi in both North Mississippi and New Albany, and now on the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast with Cotton State's baseball coastal. Um, Tomorrow we will have updated regional projections. Are you guys more anxious to see? Does it grab your attention more at this point of the year? I mean, I know it's fun when we're two weeks into conference play and we start getting regional projections, But they're starting to feel real, and now we know there are only 20 possibilities for the sites.
4: Yeah. Which, I mean, in a normal year, we would sort of know that anyway, right? I mean, probably the same schools basically are going to get in there. But that said, yes, I mean, I'm excited.
2: We'll have that and a whole lot more with you tomorrow afternoon for Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us on this Monday. Have a great evening. We will talk to you tomorrow. Good night.